Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Well, hi everybody, Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies here. And today I wanted to talk about my latest project, which is ongoing, where I'm writing a book on the meaning of number. And it's not a mathematical book. It's not one of those books that um, seem to be beloved of mathematical geeks, you know, where you get to do puzzles or you get to look at weird and strange um, symbolism or uh, manipulations of number. This is actually about how nature uses number to underlie um, natural processes, such as the growth of sunflower seeds or a snail shell. Um, These are all linked to a particular constant which is called phi or the golden mean and that's just one of the many constants in nature there are others um, that are used like pi you probably have come across pi the value of the circumference of a circle compared to the radius Um, but there are others and some of them are extraordinary numbers that go on forever they're called transcendental numbers And then I'm looking at how these numbers interact and create meaning and pattern underlying everything from the very, very small to the very, very large. Um, From uh, the smallest units that we know, which which are Planck units, so named um, after a very famous physicist, um, Max Planck, and going all the way up to, you know, solar systems and... um, the planets, you know, how they revolve around each other. And what it seems to show, this new idea of a sort of scaling law in the universe, and I've talked about this a lot when I've done conversations with my colleague, Dr. Rainer Viveger, um, who I'll link in below, because uh, some of our conversations have gone very, very deep into some of this, I, this mathematical kind of basis of how the world works. But it it seems that this scaling means not only are we linked to everything else, which, of course, the mystics have long told us that we are one and that we're part of a bigger uh, universal system. But also from the latest ideas of physics, that information can be transferred from these different systems at all scales. So what, what this actually means is, well, let's look at the atom, you know, the basic building block of everything, um, although you could say Planck units are underneath that. But say matter, the basic building block of matter is, is the proton in the nucleus of the atom. Well, it turns out if you kind of compare the resonance frequency of the proton, you can map out um, <clears throat> some of the other features of the planets, of um, human beings, brainwave states, a heartbeat, um, how cells divide um, according to that scale. So if it's all on the same scale, and this is a fractal relationship, and I'll be explaining what a fractal is, but it's basically a pattern that that is self-similar and repeats at smaller and smaller and larger and larger scales, then we have the ability to communicate with nature at a deep fundamental level. And it may be indeed that consciousness, which has long baffled scientists, what is consciousness? Is it produced in the brain, what they call a metaphenomenon of the brain? 
much that's much like saying you know um the radio contains all the programs um, or you know the electronics of the radio somehow create the programs that you hear well evidently that's nonsense they're simply receiving and i think the brain is a similar organ but if we accept that consciousness consciousness is not produced in the brain then how and what is it but it seems that this explanation that information can be transferred from universal systems up and down the scale then consciousness would simply be information transfer um maybe you know with all the humans linked in or all the humans and all living systems and you might even conclude that the earth is a living system you know um some have called it gaia it's it's definitely a system which is self-renewing although we're doing our best to destroy that um you could also say that that planetary systems are living in a way you know they expand they change they adapt to some degree uh so are we linked to that growing uh, expanding universe and i think the mathematics being a pure language rather than say english or uh hebrew or uh ancient greek you know is is adaptive and changes over time we could say ancient hebrew perhaps doesn't because it's um being preserved but all natural languages that are in current use change and adapt so mathematics luckily is discovered not created it's it's describing via symbolism the underlying matrix or structure of the universe and it was my aim and my goal to make the wonder of that accessible to the non-mathematically minded now i'm not a mathematician um i did okay at school in maths i was lucky i had a really good maths teacher who encouraged us um uh, a female teacher who luckily managed to encourage the girls as well as the boys and so we did well but i would never call myself a mathematician and, and some of the conversations i've done with dr vivega have kind of baffled me in some ways and i've had to revisit those and go over them and, and kind of really tease out the meaning because it wasn't apparently uh, immediately apparent apparent to me even though um obviously if you've got that kind of brain great um but i'm not writing this book for the mathematical geek uh i'm writing it for the average person who maybe wonders the what underlies the structure that we live in what what is this world that we live in and is there a pattern because when i'm working with people patterns are the most fascinating thing and when you can identify pattern i think that's when you become a really good therapist because you can kind of get out of the immediacy of the story that you're being told and see what underlies that and so i think pattern matching is a skill that i've developed over the years and is one that i'm trying to formulate now into this book which i hope i will launch in spring 2023 um i'm very excited about it because it's got fantastic um beautiful images in as well i've i've trawled 
far and wide for the best images. Some I've created myself, some um, are, are variations of ones that I found. And the images, I think, speak louder than the words in some ways. And and so if we can understand that we're in a we're in a world which maybe we need to understand better and what we understand, maybe we'd look after better and see the wondrous language that underlies it, then this book is for you. Um, I'm calling it the universal language of number. That's my tentative title at the moment. And it's a non-geek guide um, because I really don't want correspondence with math, math geeks who are going to tell me, oh, you got this wrong, you got that wrong. And um frazzle my brain i know that what i'm presenting is accurate at the level that i'm giving the information and that it will help you make sense of your place in this world and maybe give you hope for the future in the time that we're in and i think we're in just a fantastic time right now uh, um, as difficult as that may seem given what we've been through i think the what's coming in the next few years, decades, is going to be phenomenal. There is a, a seismic shift going on in the consciousness of human beings and human communities, where I think the internet is giving us access to information that maybe we've lost, or we simply wouldn't have had access to because it's not taught in schools, any of this stuff. The, the meaning of number is not taught. We're simply told it's it's about counting. It's about arithmetic and um, working out percentages and, and forces and loads and things. And as useful as that is in our everyday world, it really takes away this um, spiritual, I'm going to use that word, this spiritual meaning and this almost mystical understanding of, of what underlies the world we inhabit. Now, obviously, the book deals a little bit in physics um, but don't run away. Again, I've made it really, really understandable because physics uses mathematics. It's really the language of physics. And physics aims to describe physical systems at the very small and the very large scales. And there's been this split in physics for 100 years, really, since Einstein. When describing the very small, the quantum uh, mechanical view applied, which is very strange indeed, that there's nothing solid, for instance, that it's all energy and vibration, and that what we perceive as solid is actually the our meeting the force field of this vibrational system. So, you know, my jacket here is not solid. I, I can feel the texture, but that's me interacting with the vibrational nature of it. Um, and then there's been what happens at cosmological levels, you know, with planets and, and solar systems and, and so on. And that's been a general relativity, which was Einstein's contribution. Um, and there's been this failure to meet at the everyday level, uh, which caused physicists a great deal of consternation, but also it has made a vacuum, I think, or a gap in our understanding of what the role that we play in this system. And, and so, not only does the mathematics that I'm uncovering give us a sense of hope in the future, it also means we have a responsibility to harness this understanding because we are at the centre of the scale. This is the astonishing thing. If you, if you map out 
the vibrational frequency of the very, very small, so the proton, which is the basic building block of matter, right up to the very, very large, and we plot it as a logarithmic scale, human beings are right in the middle in terms of our size, in terms of our mass, in terms of our frequency, because we, we vibrate as well. So it behoves us, I think, to pay attention to our, our ability to co-create a world that makes sense, a world that is harmonic, a world that is coherent. And that means paying attention to the thoughts that we think, the, the deeds that we do, you know, um, how our attitude is, so being kind to others, um, finding the good in people, even if they've hurt us, showing gratitude and love to the things we interact with um, actually makes a difference because it helps to feed into this oscillating system. So look, people may think this, this new book is going to be way outside my usual frame of reference, but actually it's not. It's just looking at it in a different way through the lens of number. And I'm very excited to hopefully have the preview copy out very, very soon. Uh, and if you want to write me a review, I'm going to be launching that uh, towards the end of this uh, coming month, February. And so please get in contact if you'd be interested in reviewing, you know, uh, the initial copy, because I need reviews um, in order to get sales, of course. And I do think I've created something very unique and I've got hundreds of books which I've ordered uh, this one uh, beginner's guide to constructing the universe which is great but it's pretty dense uh, I've got mathematical textbooks up to my eyeballs and um, none of them really convey the wonder and the magic and dare I say the the kind of right brain creative impulse of this discovery it, they're all very very narrow left brain analytical I suppose because of the kinds of people that have written them and people who are attracted to mathematics don't tend to be, um, well, is that true? That they're not tend to be creative or some of the greatest mathematicians maybe um, physicists have been, but they've hidden it because the, the domain they're in, you know, usually academia is very left brain. It's very male. It's very rational and logical, but there is a great deal of creativity in this language. And I want to explain that to you. So hoping I've whetted, whetted your appetite anyway and looking forward to discussing it with you when it's out. Take care. Find me on alchemytherapies.co.uk or myemotionalaudit.com. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.